and welcome back to Founder Friendly. I'm Sky, and my co-host today is Lily, who's also a member of Strategic Venture Society. Really cool gal. She's going to introduce herself a little bit right now. Yeah, so super happy to be on the podcast. Um, my name is Lily. I'm a sophomore studying business, and I help run post-mentorship at SVS. Um, and in my free time, I guess you can catch me hanging out at museums or trying new food, so... Really wholesome, fun. <laughs> we love Lily. Um, so for our second sprint of the semester, we thought that we would focus on the lifespan of a startup from idea to exit. So that is what we'll do today so we can demystify some terminology that maybe you've heard before but aren't completely comfortable with. Yep. So to do this, we've created an imaginary startup and a story to go along um, for the sake of the podcast. It's a completely alternate universe where Sky and I are, are the co-founders. Um, we'll keep it pretty high level. So in this alternative universe, Lily and myself are 21, which is awesome. So we're seniors and we're getting responsibly and legally drunk one night in our apartment in the East Village. And um, we just, out of boredom and also out of the desire to start drinking and being a little bit healthier, we decide to dabble around which, with creating a spiked seltzer that's based uh, off vegetable juice. So we experiment with that a little bit and we enjoy some of the flavors that we go through. We go through maybe a number of iterations until we come upon two flavors, tomato and celery, or tomato and carrot maybe, that we really enjoy. And so we show it to some of our friends. And we think, oh, maybe we can make a business out of this. We're not sure. So why, yeah. why, like, why would we be good at making a business out of this? So, you know, I think we have a really strong founder market fit. Um, you know, you had your stint at Magic Spoon. That's the D2C cereal company. So you really have a strong understanding of, like, design and marketing in general, but also... For the sake of this alternative universe, I got an internship at Magic Spoon. If that wasn't <laughs> clear, I that didn't happen. But if they want to offer me an internship, that would be really cool as well. Um, okay, so so I've got some design yeah. background. And also, I ran a lemonade stand in high school. Of course. So, you know, I understand accounting, unit economics perfectly. Um, and alternate universe, Sky and Lily... Um, we're also college students, so we, we know... really full understanding of college drinking culture. Exactly. And so, based on the traction that we were getting between, like, the friends that we had kind of shared this recipe around with, um, we started to gain some confidence, and we wanted to conduct some more basic consumer research, and we started an Instagram account um, so people could, you know, hit us up, talk to us. Yeah. So, again, like, the consumer research might be investigating our market and right now our market is college students particularly NYU so maybe we're speaking with people who are trying our seltzers seeing how they like them and as Lily said we would be starting this Instagram page to get more um to get more consumers so of course frats on campus <laughs> love our recipe because they care about their physique and they want to also <laughs> start eating healthier and drinking healthier. And so we invest in a soda stream to carbonate our veggie-infused water so that they're really uh, spike seltzers. And we establish two main flavors, so two main products, tomato and celery. Celery juice, obviously, is really popular these days. Um, 
And quickly enough, we can't keep up with the number of uh, requests or orders that we're getting from you know, our peers on campus. And so we start thinking about ways in which we might get some more capital or investment to automate this process. So I guess thus far, we have a pretty good product, right? So we have our product market fit, you know, focusing on college students. Um, and our product is aimed for college yeah. students who enjoy drinking and want to drink healthier. We have really good CAC. So CAC is customer acquisition costs. And at the moment, our CAC is zero because it's very organic. Yeah, um, we're not having to do any like paid marketing. No, it's all through Instagram and word, word of, of mouth. mouth. And obviously that will change as we scale. But at the moment, um, it's a really good indicator of the success of our product. And Lily, are there any other aspects you think or that are positive about our product so far? Well, I think we touched on, you know, founder market fit, but product market fit is really strong. So we have that going for us as well. Yeah, so both founder and product market fit. So now, as I said, we want to, we're seeking additional capital. So we have a couple of options of how we might do that. So the first idea that we have is maybe we'll join an incubator. So incubators are collaborative programs that offer very young startups, mentoring, training, a, a workspace, and at times even seed funding. So we chat with some mentors at the NYU Leslie E-Lab to learn more about this option and this path. And as I said, we have a good, a few good you know, aspects on our side. And it's that we have an idea that we've conceived and we fleshed out. We have a minimum viable product or an MVP, which you may have heard before, and that's our uh, spike seltzer to date. And we validated our market. However, an incubator or the incubator in particular that we're looking to apply for would have taken a significant amount of equity from the founders in exchange for the mentorship and advice uh, we would have received. So we're unsure if that's a path. So we want to look at some of our other options as well. Yeah, exactly. Like as startup founders doing this full time, um, having a third party come in and take a large percent of the ownership isn't ideal. Super attractive. Yeah. So we so, have incubators. We're unsure. Maybe we'll do what's another option that we have. Well, we could also go to an accelerator. Um, so they come in a ton of different varieties. They can be in-person, remote. They might take equity. They might not. Um, it's really across the board, but the one we were most interested in was Y Combinator. They're really you know famous. Y Combinator. <laughs> um, and they're an equity accelerator that would have taken about 8% of our company um, for a three-month mentorship program in Silicon Valley. Of course, that's changed given Corona. But um, uh, yeah, so let's also assume that in this alternative reality, it's 2018. So a few, yeah. few years prior. So we would have gone in person, but um, they're a really great accelerator for hitting growth metrics. Um, and sometimes accelerators and incubators are used interchangeably. But while both programs offer that guidance and mentorship, um, a central difference is that startups at accelerators have genuinely established the MVP and are at this stage where they need funding to grow and scale. Um, and also accelerators will take on cohorts for a limited amount of time and then they'll finish with a demo day um, or a funding round. So, And incubators are a little bit before that. So you may not yet have an MVP. There may be like a loose time period that mm -hmm. you're going to stay there. Um, 
So incubators are like getting everything in place. Accelerators is how do we make this like go really big? Yeah, expand and grow. So obviously, Y Combinator sounds really sexy. If yeah. we had, you know, if we apply and we get in, that's a really good look later down the line for when we're seeking additional investment. If we do, you know, begin to grow this company in a series. A or Series B, that's mm-hmm. something that VCs might be impressed by or immediately will reach out to us because they see us, you know, at a demo day. Yeah. So, so what do you think so far? So we have an incubator that takes a little too much equity, which is not really an ideal mm-hmm. path for us. So maybe I say I vote that we apply for YC and see if we get in. Well, that's great to apply. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get in. <laughs> we don't get in. Okay, we don't get in. Um, Next time. Why don't we get in? Well, for one thing, as a company, we're not completely legal yet. We're not hitting all the regulations that we should be. So we need to get our books in order. Oh, right. Because we, despite being 21 and, you know, we can casually mix drinks for our friends in our apartment, but we're not legally allowed to be selling our product without... Uh, proper paperwork um, yeah. and, and and all the have all our legal ducks in a row to sell alcohol in New York State. Exactly. And another reason is that accelerators tend to look for really strong um, KPIs. Those are key performance indicators. indicators. Um, and we're, we don't have those yet. We're at such a small scale that we're really just trying to break even. Okay. Um, so we're, we're not too big for an incubator, too small yeah. and too illegal for an accelerator. <laughs> okay. So, so what's what's another option that we have? So we end up bootstrapping, and that means self-funding. Um, so we combine the profits that we have so far, our savings that we have. You from your from my lemonade, lemonade stand. stand. Great. Um, and we still need to raise money for manufacturing and distribution. Um, as well as, you know, resolving that whole legal problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank goodness one of our customers at the frat house. Thank you, Avi <laughs> for introducing us to our angel investor. Yeah. Much appreciated. So an angel investor is a high net worth individual um, who maybe doesn't really care so much about like the having a ownership stake in our company, but they're more so interested in just like seeing us grow. Thank you. Um, so so they signed a little check for us (laughs) it's great um all right so we have our angel investor we have the margins that we want in terms of uh for our product and um we need to continue to flesh out our business and our value add and our strategy and as lily mentioned the first thing we need to do is become legal and you know file all this paperwork so that we're allowed to sell our product so luckily our good friend Ishana is pre-law at NYU. And so she decides to take on responsibility for filing for all these licenses to manufacture, sell, and distribute an alcoholic beverage. Um, and then another consideration that we have is, you know, we're two female founders. We're also just like seniors coming out of college. And so we really want to establish ourselves and demonstrate our ability to operate a business and to provide this value add. Yeah. Um, and as Lily mentioned earlier, this founder market fit. So uh, something just to mention is that only 2.2% of VC funding goes to female founders. Yeah. So we it's really, really unfortunate. To... And it's no fault of female founders 
being strong um, and and capable leaders and founders. But because of that, and because there's an intrinsic bias associated with being a company with predominantly female founders, we need to like go above and beyond maybe what our male peers uh, would be producing. And show that we have like really strong balance sheet um, and that we're going to be successful in the future. Yeah. And that we're profitable and have a, have a long-term vision. So we have all of that, right? So we've raised $250,000 in bootstrapped friends and family round. So that's uh, from our savings, from our profits, from our phenomenal angel investor. And then as it sounds from any other friends and family who want to invest in the round. Um, so that completes this, you know, first stage of having the idea and then getting that initial pre-seed friends and family round. Um, we've kind of covered what the it, early stage from like yeah the behind the scenes. of the idea to fleshing out product and going to like the first round of, of funding. So yep. yeah, awesome. So what can we expect next week? So next week, I think we should be going and explaining, you know, what it means to raise a Series A when you know you need to do that. So what's it like to deal with VCs and the more, you know, legit professional investment landscape? Mm -hmm. And then maybe growing our company, scaling. How do we move outside of New York City? Are there any problems that we face in doing that? There will be. Really? There will be? <laughs> oh, no. Alternate universe Do we go bankrupt? Have it easy. Do we go bankrupt? <laughs> you don't no know. Spoilers. No, no spoilers. spoilers. Okay. Maybe we exit. And what will those exit opportunities mm-hmm. look like? Okay. So there's a lot to be excited for next week on Founder Friendly. So tune in for that episode um, where we continue to be able to flesh out our alternative reality of being strong, successful female founders. Of course. Um, Thank you guys for listening. As always, if you have any questions or any feedback for us, you can email us at founderfriendlysvs at gmail.com. So again, that's founderfriendlysvs at gmail.com.